You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your top-down, wind-in-your-hair, Saturday morning automotive thrill ride. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but right now, love us on Zoomer Radio. Good morning. Good morning. That was harsh on my ears, Al. My wife asked me if, if actually if that's pre-recorded, and I said no. We do it live every Saturday. Every morning. time, exactly. Every time, it's the only way to do it. Yeah, uh, I said the squealing of the tires that is pre-recorded, but but does the yeehaw? That's that's us live. That it is, and and it's all about reliability and consistency, and and that's why we're here. <laughs> that's right. And 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 that's going to segue into one of the things I wanted to talk about today, which will be car reliability. Oh, or I should yes. say lack of car reliability. That, that happens from time to time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 just to quickly think, you know, just because you spend a lot of money for a vehicle, in fact, it could be one of the most expensive vehicles, <laughs> does not necessarily get you reliability. No, that's that's the thing. And, you know, uh, we know people buy cars for all kinds of crazy reasons. Yeah. I like to say people will, will not take my advice because they saw a car and it was painted in a pretty blue. <laughs> exactly. I that, that has been a reply once because I, I remember I did have a person come in and I and it was a problem car. And I said, why did, why did you buy this car? And that person said, I like the color. And, and, and that, that was the reply. There we know? are. Yeah, point, point proven. All right, we've got a special guy in the studio. We, we got a special guest today, Sam Carlegion, my pal from YouTube. If you haven't uh, seen his stuff, visit uh, YouTube, Sam Carlegion. Well, thank you for having me back here. I just uh, It was amazing the first time, and I'm happy to be back. Lots to talk. And talking about reliability, oh, my God, that is a hot topic. <laughs> I get messages daily from people, and that, you know, the way you said about the, uh, the 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 paint color and people choosing cars because they like the paint, you got to talk to sales guys in dealerships. There are just there's so many stories they can tell you. Then I, I work with a lot of them, and it's so funny. People just walk in, and sometimes they just, hey, I like this one. I had a case with a JLR uh, customer, a friend of mine, Mark, said to me, he said this lady walked in, saw the new uh, Range Rover Sports SVR. Well, it's actually SV right now, and yes. she just liked the way it looked. This is a $200,000 car. And yeah. mind you, it was a pre-production model. It was a prototype. She couldn't even drive it. She walked in and she goes, I like that. Put an order for me. Just like because she liked it, the way it looked. Well, uh, listen, if, if you're going to buy a purse for $10,000. Right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> What's a $200,000 truck? Yeah, nothing. In fact, I only found out that recently because they were, were talking about that. And I went, how much? It for it's a purse. <laughs> yes. What does it do? Yes. Wait, wait, wait till Al finds out about watches being three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but that you can tell the time. You know, it does the job. The same as with the three hundred dollars watch, fifty dollars watch. Will, but people don't buy it because it tells the time. It, I, yeah, it's I a understand. bit more than that, right? I understand. I just, I, I guess maybe. Uh, it, 
maybe because being a guy and being a technical guy, it, it, at least it has some function, you know? Yes. A purse is just a friggin' bag. Well, okay. I, know. I don't know. I think I think women may have the same appreciation for handbags <laughs> as men do for mechanical right. oh, watches. Oh, no question yeah, about yeah, it. No absolutely. question about it. <laughs> but then, no, we've got some agreement here in the studio. <laughs> Ashley's... Uh, She's she's shaking, nodding. She's shaking her head. She's agreeing with us. She would totally. not. She would not say no to a ten thousand dollar handbag. No, no, no woman <laughs> would say no to that. Trust me. They're just. But I often wondered: Is there nine thousand dollars worth of cash inside? Like, give it some value. You know? <laughs> Put some gold in it or yeah. diamond or something like that. I say the same thing for watches. It's like, really thirty thousand dollars? Come right. on, there's no gold in there or something. There you go. Speaking of watches, speaking of time, we've run out of it, and we got to take a break. Uh, you can hear the music in the background, but we've got all kinds of excitement for you. We'll be back just in a couple minutes. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and our special guest, Sam Carlegian. Yes, Sam Carlegian. Yes, Sam, <laughs> Al. <laughs> Let's start going back to reliability. I'll tell you. Um, oh, Al's got a story. Does he? Okay. He's got a story. Okay. Well, you know, I've been hesitant to, to sort of really talk about it because I didn't want to get anybody well, in be, trouble. Be careful and, who and, you throw under the bus. Well, no, exactly. Exactly. They're and watching I, and, and I'm going to leave names out right now. And, and relationships, maybe. Yes, of course. Someone I, you know. Someone I know. So okay. I, I have some personal experience. I mean, I have not gotten involved, although I, I offered. Um, not, I don't know what I can do, but it, nonetheless, this person I know has bought this high-end electric van, uh, SUV, call it, and um, and and they they've paid for three months worth of uh, lease at this point, and they've driven it for I think three weeks. The rest of the time, the vehicle has been towed back to the big guy, the the big M, but not the golden one, <laughs> you know, um, the one with a B beside it. A McDonald's? Uh, uh, no, no. Uh, it's been towed back three or four times now. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they've been nice. They've given her another vehicle used. You know, oh, that's good. Uh, but not, but not the one, not the one they paid for. No, no. In fact, my uh, the person I know sends me back the note that she gets from them. You know, saying this is what we're doing, and I'm going bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know, or or I, I just not. You know. I, either I don't know. I don't know. Did they not know? Did they not have the technical ability? Do they not? You know, are they not getting the information they need? I, I I don't know what the problems are. Well, we're talking about a brand new EV, right? Yes. So brand brand new. So not a development of anything. Just a brand new EV. So of course there's bound to be some issues yeah, with, so with any brand new product. It's the first. Um, I I tend to say to people if it's the first model, it's the first year. Kind of like steer away a bit from it because. With time, uh, companies try to fix these cars and uh, the issues initially, and sometimes they rush into just, let's make this. Let's just send it out there. Let's just sell it and figure out the issues later. And they do this quite often because it's it's the market we live in right now where it's like, it has to be the first one. It has to be like the Range Rover that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Range Rover put a big statement and it's saying, well, Land Rover in this case saying that uh, the 23-inch carbon fiber wheels are the first one ever used in a vehicle. S- stuff like that. So right. brands sometimes. They oh, do- so was that going to be like, uh, just by the way, if you have a problem with it, just so you know beforehand, is that? <laughs> well, no, well, I think it's more marketing than anything Marketing else. that it is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. They don't I thought it was a waiver. No, it's like, <laughs> you, you know, know. they just like marketing tactics are saying that we're the first ones to use carbon fiber wheels. But they don't tell you all the issues with carbon fiber wheels, which are super... Well, let's just say they're very risky sometimes, you know, with the roads in Toronto. Okay. And to fix them, they're very expensive and so on. But it's that marketing slogan that they put out there that I think 
Beautiful, absolutely beautiful machine, but carbon fiber wheels, and Brian knows he's in racing, he understands carbon fiber wheels very well, and using them for day-to-day, not the best one. But that's what I'm trying to say, is that sometimes companies, they just rush into making a product, and we have seen that Tesla has done that, can oh, we call names? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, uh, so. they have done this many, many times. Yeah. I mean, you can talk to many people that have had, whether pain problems, they've had electrical issues, and stuff like that, because they rush into selling, to making this, because they want to be the first one to do that. It's the same thing with the Ford uh, F-150 Lightning right now. Yeah. They've had some issues as well. Great truck, by the way. Amazing truck for being an EV, but they're like, we need to be the first one before Tesla does it or somebody else does it, right? And they rush into that. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the market that we live in right now. And unfortunately, people, they get excited. I mean, talking about trucks, the Cybertruck was just released uh, finally after six years uh, or whatever. <laughs> what, was it six years or something like that? I, you know what? Tesla's a non-factor for me. I just, I don't get excited about the product. Nothing. Because just... they're, 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 you know, they're, they're just, you know, they're trying to be a tech company that builds cars and whatever. Exactly, and they they yeah. rush these things to, to, to market. They're not driver centric. They're not for drivers. They, they appeal to people who want to buy uh, uh, a piece of transportation that resembles their technology that they use on a day-to-day basis. Like it's their a, cell phone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a toaster on wheels. I'm, I'm not interested in driving. These but things. that that's the perfect example, right? Even them, when they did the first launch that was in the U.S., that, that he went with a hammer or something with a smash the window, smash the window, and it just failed right there. But that just shows you that they rush so much to build these vehicles, especially the first models, that they tend to make a lot of mistakes. But then they fix them with time. Yeah. But generally speaking, I mean, these companies are run by committees, okay? Whether it's in, in financial or safety mm-hmm. or, or, or you know or, or styling, of course, um, and, and and sales and marketing. Um, these are huge billion dollar not corporations of course yeah. but but decisions that they have to make that's right i mean when they screw up you know and all of a sudden you have to bring back every vehicle that you you made in that line oh yes that's billions of dollars it's, i, I it's, mean i i, sure I, I we talked to brian earlier i've been in the business for many many years but i worked for volkswagen back in the 70s and when the rabbit came out um you know, within months, all of a sudden, there was problem after problem after problem, and they all were the same same issue. And I and I, we would talk to each other and say, "Didn't they test these vehicles?" I mean, you know, they. Of course, North America is a different market, but but Europe, for example, it was a lot of it was was winter related issues, you know, rust and 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 stuff like that, carburetor icing. You know, they have winter in Europe just the same way we have it in here, and, and they, I thought they were driving them there. How did they not? Understand that there's going to be issues. You know, how important was it? Like, so you're saying that, you know, from the marketing perspective, they said, we got to get a better car. We got to come up with something new. And and, and that was the voice that was heard. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, boy, it got them in the backside. That, but that's the thing. You see, I reviewed the uh, the Acura NSX, and the story behind that car was that they basically told the marketing and sales company to go to the, the old one, not the new generation. They told the marketing and sales company, you guys take a break. We're going to let the engineers deal. And they made an absolute beautiful machine. But now it's gone the other way around where it's like, let's talk to the sales marketing and the PR and all that stuff before we even get to the engineers. And it's just the way the market is right now that everybody wants to be first and they just get it out there as soon as possible. Yeah, the unfortunate part is you may be the first to buy a car and have it towed back to the dealer. Every week. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> Without pointing fingers. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back after these messages.
Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman and special guest Sam Carlege, and we're just talking car nonsense this morning. Exactly, and and, and as, as much as um, like I I found the Consumer Report article this morning, actually. So this is yes. how hot that was. Yeah, this is this is new news, right? And and generally speaking, you know, the manufacturers on their own, you know, are rate higher. I mean, so Lexus and Toyota is generally very high. Most of the Japanese imports are. Um, as opposed to the other vehicles down further down on the list. But, Sam, you had an issue with a car that really should have been at the top of the list and never gone to the shop. I, it's, I tell people they're just, uh, they're like, that's not possible. I'm like, listen, I actually have videos. Uh, this is what I do for a living. So right. I'm like, you need to understand, like, it, it's a true story. It's not a lie. But anyhow, I purchased last year uh, a Lexus IS 500. Now, knowing Lexus, you would expect bulletproof 100% like 1010 right yep 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 so yep. the second day the car got home my purchase in Kingston Ontario I drove home second day engine light sorry this let was, me back up is it a new car or a used car new car brand, brand new, new. Okay, okay. this yeah, car yeah. had 300 kilometers now i will say this sometimes brand new cars tend to do a little bit of uh, you know bring out some of the issues initially at like 500 kilometers sure but then with time, they just go away. So I thought to myself, okay, maybe this is one of those cases where the car is just acting up, just a hiccup kind of thing, just for a couple of days. Nope, three days passed, four days, five days. So uh. I went to a dealership, and they said, oh, we've cleared the code. Of course they cleared yeah, of course the code. They I'm cleared like, it. I have an OBD reader. I can do that myself. <laughs> so anyways, I come home. I was like, okay, maybe they, they figure out something. Engine light the second day back again. Right. I went back to the same dealership. They said, no, uh, we don't know what it is. Um, you just got to leave it here. And thankfully, I had press cars, so I didn't need a car at that. Right. I'm lucky, right? We're but, lucky, Brian. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fortunate but that way. Stressful. But you, you, you bought the car. Exactly. Brand new. So I went back. Uh, they called me and they said, hey, we think we figured out the problem and now it should go away. And I'm like, okay. Come back again uh, four days later, uh, same thing. And mind you, I didn't push the car or any of that because I had this discussion where people say, well, you just you know hammered the car. I didn't. Right, I you know drive the daylights out of it. You broke it. I, exactly. So yeah. I'm like, no, I, I have other cars to take care of before I can deal with that. So anyhow, third time, same issue. Went back. They couldn't figure out. So I, I decided to do a bit of a dig in myself, and I figured out what the issue was through the U.S. because they, of course, Brian knows, is get the cars way earlier than we do. Well, right. I, I had, I had, uh, I had the, and we talked about this before you, you bought it before the car. it yeah and, and I, I watched your video by the way right so so i i spent a lot of time with that car in southern california driving all over la like i put a, i put hundreds of miles on that exactly car. and uh, you know as you know i've got a, i've got a great road in southern california oh, yeah. and and i and i don't drive slowly there car was just absolutely brilliant and i drove it back and forth between la and orange county car was absolutely perfect maybe had a couple thousand miles on it but i really enjoyed the car but you see that's the case and and i think um after i went back to a different dealership um the mechanics there they're trying to figure out run so i called up the the mechanic and i said listen you got to check this and this and this was essentially the uh, gasket underneath for the exhaust system and it was just leaking and the computer was just acting up but they couldn't figure out because the uh, gap was so small that the naked eye couldn't like you'd have to actually measure it right, right. now that was information that you'd gotten so yourself. I researched it yes but the thing is that mechanics have to follow a step by step he explained it to me he said we have to follow step by step by Toyota Lexus in this case before we even get to the issue because we have to eliminate these first before mm -hmm. we get there but then I told him that he's like okay them actually might that makes sense. So they fixed that. That took about a month. And this was like right after COVID kind of thing because mm -hmm. companies were having issues with parts and whatever. Then they fixed that. Um, next one, ECU, it's going insane. 
Um, I go back there, they do a checkup, and same day I bring my car, there's another Lexus IS500 limited edition from my good friend Stephen. He said, same issue, oh. exhaust and ECU to be replaced. So to Toyota's and Lexus defense in this case, I will have to say that because of COVID, apparently there is some sort of switch up they they changed suppliers okay and the, the issue now that's the backstory which is not confirmed yet but mm-hmm. there seems like you know leaking happening around and people are just talking about it so right. this was around the forum right for lexus and everybody was there was a guy from a dealership that said yes this uh, toyota should call for a, a recall on this thing there's a major issue so many cars but they never actually did as far as i am aware but the, the moral story is that sometimes you think that the brand is going to be so reliable and you bet on that that the yeah. car is going to be so reliable yet you end up being having a car that is so unreliable you'd think that a bmw m3 would be so unreliable i had one as well absolutely bulletproof and this was a car that was heavily modified by the previous owner i purchased the stock and it was solid the only thing i had to do was mostly increase the height of the vehicle because of course some of these guys love lowering that <laughs> right, 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 right right but that was the that was owner's fault it wasn't necessarily the car but and I also think that because this IS500 in some ways was the first of its generation, although it is essentially uh, you know, a backup, a restart from the ISF, similar engine and so on. Right. But I think what you're, what, what's funny is, is the issues have everything to do with it being an IS500 and it being a lower volume car. Right? Yeah. So the be, ECU yeah. specific to that car, the 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 entire exhaust system is specific to that car as well. So, it, you know, and and it it is a it's a it's a low volume specialty car. I haven't I don't think I've seen one since on the road. There's I sold it, and um, the day I sold it, <laughs> I sold it after two months. Um, really? Yeah. Well, did they put a new? New new computer in it? No, they didn't. I just I managed to get rid of it before they did it because it was taking months to arrive. And but the car kind of went back to normal. But I'm sure the next owner they cut it. <laughs> but again, it's yes. under warranty, it's, so yes. I didn't have to worry about no. it. And it was a Toyota dealership that just bought it off me for the same money that I paid two months before that, and I lost oh, zero money on perfect. it, which is the great news, right? Yes, I would never expect to hear no. that. <laughs> that was the best part of the entire experience. We have another Lexus owner that lost big time. <laughs> Oh, yes, on, on this show, yes. RX, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> it was reliable. You could rely on it being stolen. That was the one thing you could rely on. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max, in studio with Alan Gelman and Sam Carlege, and we're just having fun talking car stuff today. I love that car. Actually, we didn't talk. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I know Sam's been here before, but um, I'm just meeting them for the first time. Why don't you tell our listeners, what, what do you do? Um, I am what you call today a YouTuber, influencer, car influencer. I mean, even if you write articles about cars, you are in some ways influencing people. So I, you'd call that an influencer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Brian and I met uh, through uh, picking up different cars. Uh, we, we met in, uh, in L.A. In the first L.A. Thing. the first time. Yep. We were at a Hyundai event, I believe. It was yes. an awesome day, track day, bit rainy. Yeah. Um, we had a great time, and uh, we just... We started the conversation there, but this is what I do. Our my job is essentially to drive the cars for a week, do reviews, comparisons. We tend to do what you'd call drag racing, legally done, mm-hmm. not street racing, which of course it's not legal. Why we use our own place uh, with insurance and everything to make sure that everybody is covered, but also the cars are covered in some ways. So basically, is is the whole idea of that being that 
you know, if, if people want to know, you know, is this car going to be faster than this other one? Yeah, sometimes people, like when it comes to that part, it's, it's you get to learn a bit more about the car on a straight line uh, rather than track, which is something that Brian would do because I'm not really the guy for track days. I, I love tracking, but I'm not that experienced, I, to be I honest. can help you with that. I You know, we, we will talk about that in the future, maybe because there is a track around that area. But essentially, we have moved from the written articles to, like, the YouTube side, and people are... Uh, these days, they they focus so much on YouTube when they buy a car, and I get mm. this daily. Oh, mm-hmm. I bought this car because I watched your video. Yep. I bought my IS five hundred because I watched his video because I right. hadn't driven it. <laughs> I watched his. I read. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of read into that, and I thought, did he just throw Brian under the bus? He says, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Brian loved his car. He went and bought one, and it was a lemon. No, it, <laughs> it, but you know, it's a difference of opinion. It's not necessarily because he's wrong. It's but I appreciated his feedback. During right. I watched the entire video because I hadn't driven the car, and Brian had driven, and and we spoke as well. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, it's uh, you know, it's this and that, and also whatever he said in the video. But the way this is how we work on YouTube, and we have YouTube what's called revenue sharing, where we share the revenue with mm-hmm. YouTube plus sponsors and so on. And YouTube is a gla- great platform, in my opinion for that because it has made uh you know has given me this chance to enjoy uh, incredible cars on a weekly basis and meet amazing people and do what i love which is videos and cars and i love that right um just talking about cars all day i could be talking about cars here with brian all day long it's but but as an influencer i mean do you feel any responsibility or does somebody come back and say you have to be an honorable guy do you have to tell the truth or you know what's your objective uh, here well um, I, I i'm sure sam gets it just as i do so people will will comment and you know i i'm the i'm the last person to um uh to oversell a car i am literally the the last people person will to, smell that though and they, well no but they, i mean sometimes they'll be like okay are you a car salesman but right right exactly well, it's who's paying you who I are know, you working that's, for that's, that's exactly you know? the question and yeah. it's like okay well you know at this point if you don't understand how this world works how it actually works is we um we pick up a car from a manufacturer unless i'm in la and they deliver it to me unlike here uh and and you know we're you know we drive it we're provided the car at no expense but we have to fuel it and and and, you know you know we have to be responsible for it obviously but that's as far as it goes it 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 doesn't go any you know any more than that and and of course just like you sam people people will say well you're you know you're a you're a shill for the manufacturer it's like that that's the that's the last thing i am didn't you have a problem though where where there was a car that you weren't really crazy about and you happen to mention it and, and they, that manufacturer said that, well, we're yeah. not giving you cars anymore they're, they're, yes. Every, everyone <laughs> yes. has had that issue oh though. yeah so the, so yeah they're, they're, they, of course they, they want you to, to like their car yeah, and it went. It was. It was. It was. Um, it was a case of uh, the 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 PR manager being thin skinned. So if you look at if you look at my YouTube channel, right, uh, and look at the the last three years and see um, which um, manufacturer that I should be, which manufacturers of vehicles I should be driving, which suits my driving style, that is absent for the channel. You can put two and two together and figure it out. And it has to do with a thin skinned PR manager here in Canada. Sometimes you get those PR managers where, generally speaking, they're amazing people. They're trying to do their job nine to five. They don't want the hassle. They don't want the problem. But you get these managers that tend to take it personally in many ways. But I also want to say that today, and I think Brian could agree on this. I, I'm not sure, but I, 
I'd say that a lot of cars are very similar. So it's very hard to criticize a car mm-hmm. to the point where you say, I hate this thing. Uh, it, 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 it's very, very hard because they're yeah. very similar in many ways. But there's things that you don't like about the car that you right. mentioned. But sometimes some brands, without mentioning names, they tend to take that too personally. It says, well, I still have to do my job and say to people, hey, you know what? I'm 6'2". I can't fit in the back of this thing. Right, right. Exactly. So what do you want me to do? To go like this? And that's the problem. And sometimes viewers also, and, and I want to go back to the viewers, that they take this personally. Sorry, you don't work for the brand. You don't own the brand. You need to respect the fact that I'm calling them out to give you a better product. Well, That's sure, because this is idea. a car test. This is not. That's exactly. This is not that. an infomercial. No. People say like, when I do a comparison, oh, you got paid by uh, this brand. Right. First of all, and Brian knows this, we don't get paid by the brands. That's conflict of interest. That's bribery. You name it. Put all the words. That's that never happens. You know, you know who gets paid? Someone that does traveling as their uh, as an influencer right mm-hmm. they get paid to promote the certain cars right we are not we're not necessarily the full term of influencer we don't get paid by any of the brands what they do pay and we can disclose that is when we go to their events, our, our travel our travel which of course they have to mm-hmm. i'm coming all the way from canada going to japan or germany or the uk or the u.s right why would I pay out of my pocket for an event that you decided to have there? So that's that's essentially it's not money in our pocket. It's just them making our life a bit more uh, convenient, sort of like yeah, helping no, us and, go there. You and, know? and of course, and, and and if they were right in terms of you know the design, a, a great car, a beautiful car, well then the the. Um the review they, is going to be good, but they also don't want to expect when you go to their events, they don't they don't expect you to be like completely harsh. And sometimes when you go to these events, no, but fair at the same time, fair yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But they accept criticism and say, and they appreciate. I've had a PR manager where they say, "Hey Sam, I actually like that's a good point." Which you engineers the same thing. Hey, what if we fix this? Move it a little bit. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take that, but there's some people like journalists that sometimes they go really hardcore where they cri- criticize yeah. so much that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you're also disrespecting these engineers and designers behind that, the car. That's exactly it. And, and you know, uh, a lot of manufacturers have really good dynamics engineers, for example. So exactly. the, the guys that look after all the handling and all of those systems. And a lot of those guys and gals are racers, too. So I know them from the racing world. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, they, 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 they have their own constraints and, and, and everything else, but they have to go through the, the development of these cars. Absolutely. And, and you know, they're, they're genuinely committed to turning out a, a, a fine product. And in terms of terms of uh, influencers, I have to say there's a colleague of ours that is doing branded promotions right now with a car maker. That okay. I don't, um, you know, I, I'm against that to be I, honest. I, I am too. It's like to, how, how can you how can you then re, how can you then genuinely review these two particular product I, lines? I don't uh, agree with that at all. I've had um, cases where, without mentioning names, I've had some new brands come to me and say, "Hey, um, we'll pay you this much money. Do you want to do this?" And I say. I will not do that. I had one brand, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to mention the name because, of course, signed documents. But they said, can you talk positively for this car? I said, I haven't seen this car in person. I haven't <laughs> driven it. No, yeah, I will yeah, yeah, not yeah. be talking about that. But I said, here's what we can do. We can sort of... L- Tell people that, hey, this new model from this X company is coming out. Check it out in person. I said, I'm okay with it. And I'm okay to take 70% off what you offered me just mm-hmm. so that I can we can work together, right? But I'm not going to tell people that this is a great 
machine because I haven't seen it in person. Nobody knows. I'm like, first, you're a brand new company. We don't even know. So they didn't like that. They took them about two weeks to come back to me and say, okay, so what's your strategy? Like how you want to go about this? And I said, here's what we do. We show them a little bit that this new model is coming to Canada and you can check it out at this place. Um, it has these tech features, which I could actually see and you have them on the list. And that's it. I'm not telling them to buy this car. I'm not telling them anything. But they they were so pushy in the sense that they wanted me to go out there and say this is the best car ever i will never do that i don't care who you are and even if you ban me from taking your cars i will never do that because my loyalty is to my viewers and it is important because my name is behind every video and sometimes we don't get it right right sometimes we make a mistake that you go back into like there's a car that i can talk about or that i want to go back to and revisit and say maybe i was little bit harsh into that because mm -hmm. with time you realize that and you make mistakes because we're humans right, right. it's, yeah. it's a normal thing to exactly. do exactly and I, I sometimes i just say to people listen check every video don't just watch sam carlegian watch everybody because brian has a different opinion al has a different opinion and it comes down to who you agree the most with and as someone that buys uh, a lot of things because of youtube like tech for my phone for my cameras I tend to watch a lot of YouTubers exactly. until I make up my opinion about this product. And I say, I actually like this or I don't like this. Yeah. Uh, well, it's important. The same thing when you're looking at the ratings, you know, whether it's a restaurant or a car, any kind of service. Essentially the same. You know? Yep. That's and, and generally, in fact, uh, we had some friends over and they were, they were looking at a doc, you know, rate my doctor. Oh yes, <laughs> and and they got referred to a guy, uh -huh. and 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 they went to the rate my doctor, and it was like. 90% of people didn't like the guy. <laughs> so so she went back to her, the referring one said, why did you send me? You didn't go to that site, did you? <laughs> but but the, the same thing is that, you know, who complains more? Who, who, who's more vociferous? It's it's the complainers that are one complaining. That's that's right. In fact, I do, you know, I just saw something like that where it, some restaurant got trashed, I think, and they, they turned around and that restaurant went and looked at that person's personal page. Yes. They 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 uh, they uh, bashed every place or every service that they ever got. So obviously, this is like a person with a regular, a really bad, yeah. you know, attitude, uh, and someone who's trying to get something for nothing. And let's just disregard, you know. Yeah, nah, that's that's never good. Anyway, that's never good. What we can't disregard is the sound of the music in the background. We got to jump, and we'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gilman and special guest Sam Carlegian in the studio today. And it's a, uh, it's a rainy, rainy Saturday. And I was supposed to do a video today. Uh, that's not happening. Tomorrow. It's, it's not three happening. Three days in a row. And yeah, uh, if, if I can complain, I had, uh, I had, a, I had a mic failure. Uh, oh, in a, on a shoot those. the other day, so I've got to reshoot half an episode at some point before Monday. Oh, you didn't know? Did not know. Sometimes it's very hard to tell. Like if you look at the screen, the audio works. Yes. But then you get home and you look at it, it's like nothing, or it's just distorted completely. I've had scenarios. Uh, I had a, um, a vehicle that I was supposed to review, and it was like the first time driving, and all of that. The entire audio was gone there's nothing in there just the video so i messaged the person the pr person i said hey 
let me show you a quick clip and you tell me if I'm lying or anything. I was like, oh, don't worry, we'll book it again. Just never happen again. But right. it just hurts, right? Because it, it, you spend the whole well, day. You, you, yeah, well, you, you spend all the time uh, doing the research, putting everything together. So disappointing. And let alone the time and the energy to, to, to film the episode. Oh. I, I couldn't figure out what happened in a recent episode, and I, I, I rescued the audio as much as possible, and I, I realized what happened now. I had my phone connected to the infotainment system, and there it actually go. recorded through the car. So my audio, so I, I record uh, audio to my phone. It actually recorded the audio through the car, so it sounds like I'm on a phone call. <laughs> oh, well, you know and, what? What about the Zoom uh, recorders are really good, oh, I, I, and they're not expensive. No, I have, I have several of them. <laughs> should have brought them along. Well, you oh, know, but it's not charged. But it's, but it's no, technology, no, no. though. Like, Every, technology can fail. It doesn't matter. You can no, no, no. But at least, but then you have a backup, and then you oh, could, I, you I could have, sync it. I have, I have, like, I have, I have a great system. Been doing this for a long time. I have redundancy, but I didn't realize that was happening with the car. So I ended up with the audio recording. Everything was looking great, but it was recording through the microphones in the car. And that's why cars have spare tires, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I rescued the audio as much as possible. I'm running the episode in a couple of weeks, and it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it uh, it was it was less than ideal. Well, again, you know, you could give that uh, message beforehand. By the way, if yeah. something sounds a little bit weird today, yeah, this that, is what happened. I, I think I got to do that, and because it's it's I mean it's it's passable, but mm-hmm. and and thankfully there's great technology that can fix audio. Yes, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah, it, it, it's I've had the case one time, but the audio uh, the mic actually records inside. It has an SD card that can do that. Yeah. But even that, because the audio wasn't captured from the main microphone, captured nothing. So. Sometimes technology, even the backup, doesn't really work as a backup. You think it's a backup, but mm-hmm. it's, it, it just doesn't work. It's just one of those cases. Yeah, I've you know the, the I've got backups for my backups, and and you know if I have a failure or sometime, I'm I'm fine. It's you know it's 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 a it's a pain, but I can I can deal with it. In this case, it was a question of not knowing until I looked at the audio files a couple weeks later, and I'm like, oh no. But, that hurts. You know, that's, that's that's how it goes. Stuff happens. But, yeah. Well, we're you know Sam and I are spoiled with driving uh, new cars all the time. So it's you know it's a yeah. That's one of the things I think one of the perks of doing that. And <clears throat> people ask me all the time. They say, "Well, do you get excited?" I'm like, I get excited the first day I pick it up, and then after that, it's just the car. But there's some cars out there that I am excited. Um, but I've gotten to the point now that if I've driven uh, one brand too many of their cars and they release a new car that has similarities, one of their models, I know exactly how it drives. And people are yes. like, so there's no way you're able to tell them. I know exactly yeah. how it drives. We, we can do the, the reviews blindfolded. Blindfolded. Because you know how that feels, how it goes around the corner, how comfortable it is and technology and so on. So you get to the point. But, you know, we are blessed in many ways because I get this and Brian, I'm sure, does too, that – People tell us, you're so lucky because it's my dream job. I want to do this. And it is in some ways a dream job for a lot of people. Like I read an article lately. They said that uh, they asked a bunch of students from high school what they wanted to be. And a lot of them said YouTubers, which is absolutely insane to think that 15 years, 20 years ago, they're all thinking about astronaut, doctors, engineers, lawyers, whatever. Now they're like, I want to be an influencer, which... But 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 that in itself, sorry, that that's, it scares me because... Uh, uh, we talked about people who are influencers that get paid to promote a product. Oh, sure. And and they don't necessarily make that disclaimer beforehand. I mean, it's usually pretty obvious as opposed to y- yourself calling yourself, uh, you know, uh, using the 
what's it called? Uh, influencer? An influencer. influencer. You're, you're an influencer now, Al. <laughs> <You are. laughs> no, no, but uh, like I say, there, there's no there's no badge, there's no code of ethics necessarily. No, it's it's no, a no. pretty broad brush, it, it, you know it what I mean? It is, and, and you know, uh, if we go back to if we go back to the, the, the Tesla Cybertruck launch this week, for the first time, they've they've engaged influencers. That, I was shocked about that because and, usually they just invite a bunch of tech guys and they just let them go wild, yes, but this but time in they invite journalists. Yeah, so YouTube is, is filled with these, and you know, given given the relationship that automotive media has with Tesla, it's a bit contentious. So to be given early access to a Tesla, you're probably going to be a little bit more favorable in your opinion on the thing. I yeah, you know that was shocking to me because Tesla tends to do things totally different from the regular manufacturers. But one thing that I could say is that they're getting sort of desperate in some ways because oh, yes. they couldn't get the coverage before and now they're saying well wait a minute we got people that actually listen to these journalists which have been doing it for years mm-hmm. i'm sort of new in this but brian has been doing this for a long time many others have been doing it for longer than i mm-hmm. but they didn't understand that before they they just invite all these tech guys but the thing is that the market for them it's getting so uh, there's so many cars out there that can compete with the cyber truck even though it makes it look cool and blah 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 there's, you know, the F-150 right now, is, uh, there's the Chevy ones, there's uh, the Stellantis models that are going to come out, so, so on. So they know they're not the preferred brand at this point in terms of that model. So they're pushing towards the influencer side so mm-hmm. they can get the word out and have all these people listen to them. But the problem with also with that is that if the first time driving it, sometimes some journalists tend to be a bit more very, well, let's say a lot pro against, uh, sorry, a pro this model. They say, mm-hmm. this is great, don't buy it right now, and so on. But again, viewers, I think they understand that. They they see them and say, well, they do expect a bit of that positive review because they spend all this money to accommodate all these uh, journalists and YouTubers. Therefore, there's a bit of that positive. But there's some out there that are literally car salesmen, which absolutely <laughs> blows my mind. So it's so true. Like, say something ne- negative about this card because I can already see that that door will not close if you don't slam it. So, you know, things like that. And it's just, even when I go to events, sometimes I do end up criticizing certain things that I think are not right or the price is too high mm-hmm. and so on. And I think PR managers understand that, but they're so desperate for that Tesla love, some journalists, and they just make this thing the best thing ever. (laughs) Well, a question too, though. I mean, if you have to do a comparison between the Lightning, for example, the Ford electric pickup truck, and the Tesla, I mean, we're talking about at least a $50,000 price difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for a work truck, why? (laughs) <laughs> well, the Cybertruck is not a work it's truck. It's not a work truck. Like you, well, is. no, no, but I'm saying, you know, you want to... <laughs> so what is it? It's, it's, not, a, it's a status symbol. Yeah, it's exactly that. It, you can ask Tesla owners. Um, some of them will tell you, right, well, I, I, I like the brand. Um, they That's don't, it. Yeah. That, yeah it's, just, it's just because Tesla was so expensive that if you owned a Tesla, mm-hmm. meant that you had money, you had, you know, some sort of level in society and so on, and they wanted to show off... And now they're realizing it's like, oh, my God, that was really expensive because this brand just brought out the same for the same price. And oh, my goodness, it's like interior is amazing and so on. So now they're seeing that, but it's too late. You already spent $200,000 on a Model 3 kind of thing in some countries. 
Can I not load my uh, my jet ski on the back or what? Uh, generally not, no. Has anyone actually done that test yet? Because <laughs> yeah. it might be one of those tests that they did the first time with a metal ball they threw at the glass, and this could be another one. Yeah, right? exactly. But that's the thing. You need the people to do that, and we are the ones to do that and show, hey, you know what? You can actually tow with this thing, hopefully. And money ain't everything. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave Square Garage. Speaking of money, we got to go save some or try to make some. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Quarter Garage. I'm Brian Max with Alan Gelman and special guest Sam Carlegian. And Sam, I, you know, there's one thing I get all the time, and that's, you know, either not not YouTube viewers, but but, you know, people I know, whether it's friends or family. And, you know, they ask me what I think about a particular car. I'm at the point now where I ask if they're looking for advice or validation. Because more often than not, someone is looking for me to validate their new car purchase. So, in other words, they've already bought the car. Yes. And they're just hoping now. Hoping that that I I share their opinion. I I get that a lot. And I I can read people's faces when they're talking a little bit. So, I'm like, you have actually made the decision. You're just (laughs) going back to validation. So, why are you wasting my time? (laughs) You've already made your mind. Or sometimes I'd start a conversation with them about the model that they want. And I'm telling them all this like positive things and the negative things. And they're pushing their argument more so on the positive side without taking consideration the negative side of this car. They're just like, but it does have this, though. And I'm like, yeah, but it does not do this. Well, see, this. they have to justify their purchase. But, but that's, And they don't want to look silly by... At si- that point, yeah. they've made a decision. Again, going back to what I said at the beginning, if you go and talk to the sales guys at uh, dealerships, yeah. they'll tell you stories like crazy. And there's cases that I've been through where the sales guy knows very little about the car, but he's a salesman. Right. Um, I had this dealership without naming... Um, and I was filming a video from them. This was when I was started first, mm-hmm. and a customer walked in, saw this specific model, talked to one of the sales guys, and he kept going back to the manager to ask for stuff. So they came out, and they saw me picking up this car with my cameras and all that. They're like, what are you doing? I said, well, YouTuber, and the conversation started. I said, what do you think about this? Because I need this three-row SUV, but this guy can't answer. I was like, listen, let me finish my video. I'll come back, and we'll talk. Because I had done the research at the beginning, and I ended up selling him a car, you so sold him a car. I did sell him yes. the car. Wait, I, I, I was positive in a sense that here's the great things about it, but there's some negative things. And he looked at it and he goes, you know what? That actually makes sense. And he liked it. He had moved from Vancouver to Toronto. He had a minivan and he wanted a three-row SUV because mm-hmm. we don't actually need this massive space. I, I said to him, it's a waste of money buying a new one. I'm like, this mm-hmm. thing just does it. But it's one of those people going back to he had made up his mind that he wanted a new car and mm-hmm. nothing could stop him from that. So I said... Okay, sure, you've had the same brand for a while, you like them, I think the three rest of you would be great. And he walked in and told the sales guy, you know what, place an order for me for this one and I'll trade in my uh, my minivan. We, uh, good friend John Wallace, Chuck, uh, car salesman, but he always said that, you know, when you're looking to buy a vehicle, buy a vehicle that you're using 90% of the time, not one that you're only using 10% of the time. So in other words, I don't need this big, you know, thing that's going to haul my boat because I only use it twice a year. You know, take it in the water and put it back in the water. I so buy those. something that's more practical. I love those people that buy pickup trucks because of that. Right. Oh, I, yes. I had a Ford Focus RS in 2018, one of my favorite cars ever, mm-hmm. ever in terms of hatchbacks. Absolutely beautiful, six-speed manual, whatever. Getting back to the person that bought it uh, from me, he was that perfect example. <laughs> he had bought a pickup truck thinking that he needed it right. and realized he wasn't married. 
he he was mostly on the road because he was a truck driver mm -hmm. and he didn't actually need any support for his big truck big rig because he had someone doing that right but he's like i have this massive truck just sitting in my house costing me thousands of dollars every month and also i never drive and I never tow anything, he said. If I do, I, I said, yeah, you can rent. There is rental companies that you can rent a truck. And, you know, that's why I bought a station wagon instead of buying a, a three-row SUV because I don't need it. Right. And, 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 of course, look at the gas consumption. I mean, you're going to be Mass, driving it every day. That's it. Yeah. Huge difference. Yes. It, and, you know, wagons, uh, that's another thing. Wagons make so much sense. I but love in, it. in North America, people don't like wagons. They think they need more space, but they don't. They don't. My wagon can carry... I would say uh, pretty much the same amount of things than a SUV. Actually, a little bit more in many cases because it's so deep inside. That's right. And it's high. So I have all my equipment, which is quite a lot, a lot of boxes. And I have my uh, son's stroller, the bassinet, and a bunch of things. And I still have space. And if I want more space, guess what? $600, you put a box at the top, and you got yourself more space. You lock it, and you're done. But it's because people think I need this big SUV to fit. I will say I've seen people with, big, uh, with three row SUVs on the highway. It's only them driving. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. So. Sam, some great information. And, uh, you know, you, you sound like a straight-up guy, and you tell it as it is. How do people find you? Um, I have social media. I'm on uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, TikTok, and YouTube. My videos are different on TikTok and uh, Instagram. It's mostly shorts. You know, a new car came out, just showing up. But then you can go to Sam Carlegian on, on Instagram. Same thing on uh, on TikTok. YouTube is where I publish proper reviews. We have a team that I have two guys that work with me. I have also a video editor, and sometimes I do that work myself. Depends on the project. But, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Not a big fan of Facebook. They're just not my... Now, the other thing, too, is, you know, people realize, and, and Brian always says, if you've got a comment, put it down below. Uh, you read those comments and you actually reply. All the time. Yeah. yeah. I do. And even the bad ones. Actually, one uh, comment today, which was kind of annoying to me, they said, do not trust Canadians on their opinions. And I said, uh. I re first I reported it. Sorry, I commented and I realized, I'm like, this is so bad. So I reported it. But YouTube didn't take it down right away, and it was just there. And he replied back and, and started getting political and all that stuff. Uh. So trying to say that I reply to a lot of comments because I like to engage with my viewers. Yes. And, and, you know, if they have an issue, but there is also the trolls and people that just want to pick up a fight or they're just having a miserable day. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Brian knows is we don't pay attention that much, but we nah. want to answer to the real people that yes. have real questions. And it's great. I love I love I love it when they reach out by email cuz they've got to take that extra step. Yes. And it's great having those conversations. I love the emails cuz they just make it a bit more personal. I just wanted to make a quick caveat too though to say that as you guys both mentioned, you're driving brand new vehicles. Yes. Right. We're spoiled. So No, no so in terms of if you're an owner you're hoping for a long term, right? Yes. So keeping in mind that that was a new car, um, there are other reviews out there, yes. whether magazines or other people. Yes. So yes. check multiples, eh? Absolutely. Always. I say this all the time. Not just my video. Watch everyone. And that is an amazing point. Just, yeah. There is actually uh, sometimes uh, companies land these cars for long term. All right. We got to run. Got the word from Ashy. Either that or we just got a touchdown. I'm not sure which one. Ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. We'll see you next week. This was Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.